a prestigious family takes over the mining operation of a mysterious resource on a remote desert planet. They face pressure from rival houses to reclaim the right to mine the spice. Because he who controls the spice controls the universe. Hey, everyone, welcome back to Clubhouse Movies Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Rubalcaba, joined once again by Mr. Abel Panetta. Today, we will be reviewing... Directed by Denis Villeneuve. A true space opera emerges, filled with bellowing lows and incredible crescendos. We are thrown into a cacophony of languages, personas, and culture. To the summit of Dune we go. So, Dune, this is the third time I've seen Doom. Dune, Doom, 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 Doom. This is actually my first time, and I'm kind of glad I waited. You probably did yourself a service by waiting. Yeah, man. Just because, in a way, like I was watching, it was kind of hard for me to take notes on this one because I've seen this story. Like I know these scenes, I know these characters. Um, but this was the best rendition of Dune. Okay, which is, I'll admit, it was a low bar. (laughs) That sucks. But the bar has been raised to the top. Yeah, it is it is up there. And I mean, you know, grade barring, this is this is good. It's way more than I expected because I had no, I I went in, I didn't do any research, didn't do anything. Kind of like when I first got to watch Lord uh, the Lord of the Rings as a kid, there's this whole world that you're just thrust into. And when this one hit me, I'm like, I need to turn on the subtitles. Give me a second here. <laughs> there are a lot of names being thrown out. Yeah. And I liked it. I think it drew me in. Yeah, this one uh, was a really good one, and Dune was written in the '60s, I think, and they've Whoa. they they have been trying to make it. Like I think we talked about it briefly yeah. before. Whereas in the '70s, there was a crazy version of it that never got made. Okay, and in the '80s, uh, the director uh, turned down the Empire, no, the Re- Return of the Jedi. Yeah, Return of the Jedi to make Dune, and uh, he, I don't know if he necessarily failed miserably, but it was just such an overtaking. Uh, if you watch that one, it's actually like only the first half. Or no, it's if you watch that one, it's only the first half of this movie. Wow. And this, dude, it's a production nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. And this movie is long and it's, and it's, it's long. and you can tell like yeah. it's still just the beginning. Yeah. It really is like the beginning. And if anything, the further you get into this movie, the more you realize, holy crap, there's so much more to uncover. Yeah, and then as I said, like this was written in like the '60s, right? That's crazy. Now is it just me? Well, you know, I know all this stuff, but <laughs> but did you like feel like you were watching Star Wars? <laughs> Th- that's why I said a space opera, because I mean, it, it did feel like I was watching Star Wars. It felt like, like and I'm probably going to copy what anybody else has been saying, but it feels like I was watching Star Wars and the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and this is where uh, a lot, especially Star Wars, for example, came from. I, mean, I bet th- yeah. this was probably a response to Lord of the Rings, like the, the so. book, for for example. Yeah. Um, Definitely the book, because those things, my God. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, because they 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 definitely even started with like the Jedi mind trick. Give me the water. That was weird, by the way. That guttural voice that comes out, and they're like, "Bring me the water." Yeah, I'm like, bring me the water. <laughs> well, because what happens is there's there's lots of different houses, right? Yeah. And there's like the royal houses and the, and then the what do you call it? like the duke? He's a duke Leto Atreides. That's uh, Oscar Isaac's character. But there's also yeah. different guilds. Yes. So at the scene where they they bring the royal summons to uh, Atreides, yeah. Remember the the ship landed. Yeah. It did. All the guilds were there. You could see like the people in spacesuits. Yeah. Those are the spacing guild. So okay. they're actually mutants turning into mutants under there. What? Because their spacesuits are just filled with spice. Whoa. And if you see like 
if you see like the original Dune, they actually show you, you what like the later product, which is basically a big squid like whale human thing. That's that, that's why they keep saying like you're a human, but like they're evolving into like monsters and stuff. Yeah, man. Ugh. I mean, some of them are just mortifying. To yeah. See. And then there's the uh, what do you call it? There's the uh, Bene Gesserit. Those are the witches, the, yeah. the, the women. Those, yeah, those. And I, I, from what I remember, the two, the the witches and the the spacing guild don't like each other. Okay, um, I can see that. And then, uh, yeah, then then the other big one is the Arconans, which is the bad guys. Yeah. So I saw those guys, and I'm like, oh man, those. I was like, of course, Dave Bautista is part of these guys, <laughs> which is funny because and they made his voice deeper in the original one. Uh, there were two uh, nephews of of uh, Baron Von Ar- Arconan. Yeah, and one of them was played by Sting in like a mangini. <laughs> what? And Sting an, and another fat guy. So they put them together <laughs> for this yeah. one. <laughs> like, yeah, we got him right here. We have one dude. <laughs> yeah. Um. So so that's that. Um. But the Arconans, uh, at least the Baron, the big the, fat guy. Are you seeing Arconan? Harkonnen? Arconan? Arconan? Oh, I don't know. I I see an H. I don't know if it's Arconan. Silent. Arconan. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Uh. He likes to infect himself with diseases. Really? Yeah. He he likes to collect them and put them on his body, and has his his body is like a petri dish of diseases. What the hell? That's so I don't know weird. if they I don't know if they did that in this one, just because he doesn't look. They at didn't it. explain if they did. They didn't explain any of that. Yeah, because I mean they didn't explain it. They they kind of because they the, allude to it in one in during the, one scene. Yeah, in the in the nineteen eighties version, they tried to have all of it but super 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 condensed yeah and super 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 narrated honestly i couldn't see how they could condense this movie anymore you can't you would go crazy it would be a crappy movie yeah uh yes sizzle reel so that's just some of the backstory uh to who these characters are uh but ultimately it was uh about jealousy that they that they sent yeah these guys over to get (laughs) someone was salty yeah we didn't even meet the emperor yet I know we haven't. We've been everyone has been talking about the emperor. I'm like, but we have. Where is this person? We've met the emperor's royal guards. Those guys are badass. Dude. Speaking of which, uh, this movie had something that they haven't done maybe ever in any movie. A any pre, movie? Any or? movie? Movie? Oh, okay. A pre-title sequence, dude. That was crazy. Dreams are they? I forget what I said. Dream. Yeah, I don't remember. How but, I was. But they say that was the. Uh, <laughs> That was the language of the emperor guard, emperor's guards. Really? Yeah. So it's oh, <laughs> it freaked man. everybody out in the theater. Like, what the heck is the movie starting before it starts? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like, is AMC's trying to screw with us? Like, I want my money back. <laughs> yeah. You're not used to this, this uh, cinema, damn it. So we we the first this movie starts with uh, the, us meeting the uh, the Atreides, yeah. right? And uh, we learn who Paul Atreides is, who's the 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 young son. Of uh, Leto Atreides, played yeah. by Oscar Isaac, and yep. Timothy Chalamet plays the son, yeah. and he's also raised to be a witch. Yeah, by uh, Rebecca a, Ferguson. He's a weird halfsy. Yeah, he has like the witch voice that he can do. It's a deep voice. He can summon things. I guess they they need to harmonize with the voice of the person they're talking to. It's to to do a Jedi mind trick. Yeah, yeah. Like they need to speak in their tonality. Yeah, it's so weird, it, and it's cool. I've never seen it done. And uh, there's a famous scene in all of them where the witch, uh, the headmistress of the witches or whatever, has to test um, Paul. Paul, yeah, by by putting your hand in the box. What's in the box? Dude, <laughs> wrote that. that. What's in the box? What's in the box? Come on, and it's, it's so weird. It, I, even when they described it, it was like, a, what was, what did he say? It was like a bunch of needles slowly passing through his skin or something like that. Yeah, it, it was just pain. Yeah, pain. I'm like, oh. 
pain incarnate. Uh, and if he flinched, then they would, uh, then, then she would stab him in the neck with the poison and he would Yeah, die. she had like a poison needle like an inch from his neck the entire time he has his hand in this mysterious box of, of death. Yeah, and we also meet um, Jason Momoa. He plays Duncan. Yeah. Who's a, a pretty reckless uh, soldier who's sent out to uh, learn the ways of the people. Yeah. It, of Dune. Are, yeah, of Dune. They're the... Uh, Fremen. The Fremen. The Fremen have to wear these suits. The, yeah, they're like sand ninjas. They're like sand Batman. Yeah, exactly. And their suits uh, absorb all the moisture. It's supposed to also be like a catheter in there, so like it yeah. recycles all your water. Yeah, like all your water. Yeah, like exactly. It, it, they said it wastes like maybe 3% of your water. That's mm-hmm. it. I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah, so, so, and they also, uh, I think according to the books, they say they all stank too. Because of the, I'm sure, dude. It's, oof. Yeah. It's so, like Water World. You remember that scene in Waterworld where he's like, he pees into the Pumping his pee, yeah. (laughs) Pumps his pee to drink it. You know what? I had a theory. Okay, just. (laughs) I have a theory that critics don't actually watch the entire movie. I believe it, dude. And and to me, like they saw Waterworld, saw that scene because it was the first scene of the movie. Yeah. And saw like Kevin Costner peeing in a cup. I know what to do. Yeah. And just did this. (laughs) Big old (laughs) F. (laughs) And Uh, if you've seen the movie, it's actually not too bad. It, I don't know. I don't think it deserved the flack it got. No. But anyway. <laughs> All right. Back on the record. Uh, but anyway, yeah. And then uh, Josh Brolin plays uh, yeah, you Gurney. Play. You know who played Gurney, Gurney in the original? Hulk. I do not. Patrick Stewart. Shut up. Yeah. It's uh, great. And he still looked like Patrick Stewart, too. He looked like he looks like today. That's crazy, <laughs> man. Now I can't even see him playing it because Josh Brolin plays it such a... I am smiling. Yeah. He's such a... like. He's like a Thanos human. Yeah. And he's, and he's teaching... Uh, Paul how to, to fight to fight and then they have these weird uh, shields that they use yeah they have like these it looks like they're wearing a headband on their hand mm-hmm. like a wristband like a sweatband they're wearing it on their hand they hit it and it like gives their body this cool freaking blue glow yeah and the thing about these shields are they only affect slow or they only affect fast motion so they'd be in essence bulletproof yeah but not slow knife proof yeah so uh, that you know that comes to play later on, uh, and I think those are the main cast of characters uh, yeah. to set this stage, and uh, and Dave Bautista, like we said, plays the angry son of yeah. the Arconans, or the angry angry, angry nephew, I think he is, and he's just like, why are we giving him the the spice? Because the spice is the most precious resource. It's a drug. Yeah. It's, it's a, a hallucinogen. It's an hallucinogen. It also allows you to calculate things. It's also fuel. It's like everything. Yeah, it allows the the whole reason they're having this crazy fight is because it allows them to travel in space yeah to uh, you know jump you, ship fuel in the desert where have i heard that one before whoa that mm. sound, mm. Uh, I, don't know. I don't know anyway uh <laughs> <laughs> seems a little weird to me so uh so yeah th- so then they have to go to uh, arrakis also known as dune so that's where yeah. the, that's where the next stage of this story is and that's where we meet Javier Bardem, who is the leader of the Fremen. Yeah, and, and he, you know, it took me a bit to put it together. I was like, I'm like, why does his voice sound super familiar? I'm not used to seeing, just seeing him like that. He not, looks not like so, a pirate, or yeah, not like Frendo. Like, I'm yeah. not your Friendo. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you know, always freaks me out about Javier Bardem. He's not Tell like six five. How tall is he? Let's Google him. I don't know. He, he's 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 like like five five or like he's like. I don't know, like shorter dude, like shorter, but like I didn't notice that he was a short dude. I, he's five eleven, so he's not. He's my height. Okay, but so I always think of him as like six five every time. I yeah, think. he looks like a giant man, but he's just like a dude. <laughs> yeah, just right here in his shot, he looks like a straight up 
Just dad. Uh, yeah, and then also on the on the main planet, which we didn't mention yet, uh, sandworms. Dude, yes, it's another Star Wars with, thing. But but it was a Dune thing first. It wasn't. Yeah, it was totally. A Dune thing. They're totally like Sarlaccs. I'll say that. And uh, they're but they're bigger than Sarlaccs. Yeah, they're huge. T or ginormous. There's a scene where they're trying to. Uh, they're mining the spice, and they're yeah. going to go and in, 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 uh, inspect like a almost like the the. It's like Avatar. They have those giant freaking machines that are just traversing the land. Yeah, I, I was thinking of it more like remember the deep water horizon when oil. Yeah, an just oil like drill thing. Yeah, but it's in a it's in a sea of uh, sea of sand. Of sand. And sand, which is flat spot where they're trying to mine it. Mm-hmm. And so when that's happening, you have. Um, you have Duke Leto or Leto, Oscar Isaac's character, and yeah. this, like in these cool freaking dragonfly airplanes that they all fly, mm-hmm. and they're watching this thing, and they see these drones fly past them, and the drones are going to mark the time in which it'll take that sandworm to arrive to the mining thing, and everybody's like, "How the hell are they going to get it out of there?" Yeah, it was it, it was cool because um, they were the the spice miners were kind of like nonchalant about everything. Yeah. But that was they. They said that the the mining operation was uh, what do you call it? sabotaged? Yeah, by the Arkunen. So everything was just like not working right. Yeah. So, so like they have these cool ships that like turn into helium balloons that fly yeah. up. So they that ship will come over this giant tank thing, drop anchors, and then float away. But one of the anchors was faulty. Yeah, it broke, and then um, there was like a whole like, oh crap, we gotta get these guys out of there. Yeah. Like, and then um. Then Paul started like tripping balls in the sand. <laughs> yeah. Like th- throughout this whole movie, he's tripping Dude. balls, and he sees he sees Chani. I think her name was Chani, uh, played by uh, uh, Zendaya. Yeah, Zendaya. There you uh, go. And he's just like, I know this girl. Yeah, and he's. I mean, he is tripping balls. It's a hallucinogen. I mean, it turns the freaking. But he had it. He had it before. Oh, he had it like the, in the beginning of the movie. He was tripping balls, but then yeah. he, the, the closer he got to the spice, it like amplified it. Yeah. Like he's sensitive to it because there's a there's a there's like a prophecy that like there's there's oh, right, there's yeah. the one the one oh, oh I heard that one too oh man mm. <laughs> yeah nice. uh, uh but anyway they 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 save them um or they they save the people and yeah. uh it was just, it was it was actually a really cool scene because then the sandworm yes. comes and, and eats the the oil yeah the, the way the sandworm comes like you think you'd be able to run away it just doesn't burst out of the ground like a snarlax. <laughs> Sarlacc. Sarlacc. So I was calling it a Pokemon. <laughs> it, it creates this crazy riptide effect. Yeah. Yeah. It comes through and it catches you in its wake. <laughs> and then it does that. Yeah. There may be who knows. With its giant whisker teeth. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty awesome. Uh, that how how huge they made these worms. Yeah, it's daunting, man. But Talk yeah, when he meets it. the Fremen, do you see like that spit scene? Yeah, that was gross. Thank you, Stilgar, for the gift of your body's moisture. Well, they they worship water, so they have to spit to like say hi to each other. Yeah, and I, well, I don't think they have to have to spit. I think it's like when you respect. hold someone in high regard, you spit at their feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh no. Yeah, it's like what? So like, if you're close friends, you guys spit each other's hands and lick it. You're like, save it. I don't know. That was pretty. Sounds gross. I, I, I don't think that that scene was in the original one. Uh, it might have been in the book, though. But uh, I, don't do, know. I say it does work well. It does lean itself toward later things that happen. Yeah. In this movie between Javier Bardem. 
Yeah, I like Javier Bardem. I, I, I think good. I think this movie was actually kind of perfectly cast. I everyone everyone fit. I like for the ensemble cast. I absolutely agree. I liked uh, uh, Rebecca Ferguson. She played a real good lady, Jessica. Yeah, she's who was the concubine, not the wife. Yeah, she was a concubine. <laughs> I did not put that together. Well, he only mentioned it at like towards the end. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? I should have married you, my concubine. And so he like, could add like other ones. And then he freaking. Oh man! Then after this, this one crap really hits the fan, man. Oh after yeah, he says that. So apparently, uh, Harkonnen had uh, the their their personal doctor's wife. Like she was like torturing him. They were, he was torturing her. Yeah, they were, yeah. So, so I guess the the royal family's doctor they had, the Harkonnen had kidnapped his wife. Kidnapped yes. his wife, and and the way he said it was like he's taking her apart like a doll. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like, dude, you're gonna try to save bits and pieces. I mean, yeah, do that, but it's like, ugh, what? point is it like, like crap. Not, not worth getting back yeah so which, at what point does she go yeah just stay alive idiot. i hope you made directions on how to put her back together yeah. <laughs> god um but yeah so so he ended up poisoning because they, they had these like slow poison uh like bots oh yeah yeah they look like little bugs yeah they tried to kill uh paul but they ended up catching uh leto atreides because it was his doctor who yeah who killed him um yeah so, so when he well when he's doing that so he's um so at night you know leto atreides wakes up because he he hears some stuff and starts realizing holy crap all of the ship's defenses are going down and then he sees the doctor and the doctor freaking poisons him and then he starts going down and, and i guess he says i have to do this for my wife and then he's like i will keep your son takes his like ring and stuff Gives to his son, and he gives stuff. him the tooth. Oh yeah, and he gives him a tooth that is much like one of those cyanide pills tooth teeth that they use for like you know. But it but it it's so powerful that it kills everyone in the room. Yeah. So he says, once you get close to Baron Arconan, like make sure you bite down on the tooth. Yeah. And then like blow in his face, and that'll kill him real good. Yeah, because he's all paralyzed right now. That poison they gave him was like a paraplegic. Yeah, exactly. Agent. So he's just out. And yeah. then for whatever reason, they strip him naked. <laughs> yeah. Man, you see, I was like, you see poor, poor Oscar Isaac with some man ass. <laughs> yeah, like, he, like, like he's Daniel Craig. Yeah, James Danny, Bond. Danny Craig. <laughs> you see him just the side of him. It's like cheek hanging over a chair. You're like, come on, bro. <laughs> yeah, uh, Arconan is supposed to be a weird dude. Um, yeah. he, he likes to drink blood of like young people. To like, oh, they, man, they, so they, that's what they did in the um, in the original one. Yeah, like he had like people with like ports in their in their chest so he can like drink the blood oh, as it comes oh, out of them. Oh. It's so weird. He's played. I forget, he's played by uh, Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah, man, this guy is a freaking just. He's a great actor. He's very good at making you hate him. Yeah, he's playing this role. He's just kill them all. Yeah, man. He's oh god. And you know, did you notice that his um his like his like assistant was a uh, polka dot man? I did. <laughs> <laughs> freaking polka dot man. Yeah, so that was funny. Uh, David. Uh, it was a uh, David. Dast Malchian. It's like David Dast Malchian. Yeah, as Peter De Vrice. Yeah, I think that was originally Brad Dorif in the in the original okay. one, who plays Chucky. Okay, Chucky, yeah, voice yeah. Chucky, Cuckoo's Nest, That's big f- big actor. But yeah, but it was he played uh, in this one by Polka Dot Man. Yeah, so was, that guy's in everything, and he's a big Warner Brothers uh, staple staple these yeah, days. Man, he's everywhere. But yeah, so so that's going on, and they're you know they're in that they're in the room now. They're in this where. The Baron is now in front of 
our freaking what's his face got these, na- Leto these names so Leto Atreides along and, with a bunch of our Conan people and, and yeah. Polka Dot Man yeah they're all so, in this like conference room this like by the way, everything looks like spooky and dark in this movie. Yeah, and it's all hard stone and yeah, it, it's very uh, castly. Yeah, very castly, man. So then he bites his tooth and obviously starts killing people. It's <laughs> well, yeah, he, he blows in his face. But the thing about bear, uh, the the Baron Arconin, he also has like implants that yeah. allow him to fly. Yeah, that was crazy. He's like just floating around. At first, I thought he had these like super long legs because mm-hmm. I thought he was like turning into something. Because he had like a pet that was this freaking thing, this humanoid thing, black spider looking thing. Do you remember that? Oh my God, I don't. It was mortifying. Pet spider? Yeah, it was like a humanoid spider. It was all black. I mean, shiny. It looked like a spider wrapped in tar. Oh, wow. It was gross. Okay. I don't know how I forgot about that. Uh, I believe you though. Uh, But he survived. Um, And uh, because he was, he, he did his... Yeah, floaty majigger it's thing. Flo- it's floaty like fat guy. Like yeah, suit. and he kind of pretty much just stuck to the ceiling to like a wedge. He wedged himself mm-hmm. into the ceiling. He was the only survivor of this. Yeah, it was it was something else. Unfortunately, man. Uh, so it was something else. And while this is happening, uh, Paul and Lady Jessica they are uh, being escorted out by these uh, goons of the Arconans. Yeah, so they're being taken to these to those super freaking cool dragonfly jets mm-hmm. that I will keep on bringing up because they are too damn cool. And uh, they're they basically uh, I'm trying not to say basically <laughs> they Jedi mind trick yeah. this guy into into pretty much killing everybody and one of the dudes yeah. was, the the other guard was like deaf so he couldn't hear the Jedi mind trick yeah or and he didn't th- know that this was happening yeah and the thing is um, the reason we find out that the guy is deaf is because um, the mom or rather the uh, Paul's mom Je- uh, Lady, Lady Jessica. Jessica she and Paul sign each other like a lot throughout the movie. yeah sign language yeah it's their thing. And so, and apparently she signs her guards too and everything. But yeah, so she, she they're like trying to, it's so weird, they're trying to sign in silence, like even more so, like just being hidden about it. Mm-hmm. And just starts, man, everybody just gets gutted, dude, in this freaking ship. Yeah, that was pretty good. And then, then they had like a bunch of like weird like rations. They had like a tent that went in the dirt. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, and they like, they had like this sand sucker siphon thing mm-hmm. that, that was given to them by by Duncan Idaho. Yeah, Jason J- Momoa. J- Jason Momoa survived this first onslaught, and yeah. he ended up finding them and taking them to another like pyramid or something. He took them to some other like place. I, I, this is the one thing that kind of yeah, lost me. I was like, what? he took them somewhere else with some a bunch of other like survivors or whatever yeah. from Atreides survivors. And they don't really like show how the hell that even happened. Like where they all came from. There was just this hideout. Well, I think what happened was they had that that woman who was uh who was their helper. Uh, oh yeah, she was the ecologist. She was um, Doctor Liet Kynes, yeah. played by Sharon Liet Kynes. Brewster. She she told them about this like Fremen hideout. Yeah. I think because because Duncan found her. Yes. He's like, why should I help you? Because you just should help me. It's what you do, or whatever. So yeah, that happened. Uh, he helped her out, and then so and then they're so they're in this bunker, mm-hmm. and the what is what are those guys? The they call them the the. The sword of the emperor, I think they call them, or the bear, the sword of the baron. Oh they, yeah, they're, yeah they're, they're of the emperor. Yeah, of the emperor. So these guys make their way to that bunker, to wherever the hell they're hiding. Yeah, and they start using this uh, like laser gun to just cut through. Yeah, they use like a lightsaber kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying not to trying to see more Star Wars things here. But hey, man, I they, it, I can't reiterate that Dune was first, like yeah, hundred times over. It was. 
But uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jason Momoa. He really like turns these guys into pizza. He has a, a good death. Yeah, man. He goes out hard. A good. Twice. You know what? If you're gonna kill a good uh, a character, make sure you kill him good. Like kill him all kinds of dead. Ki- but 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 have him die fighting. Yeah. Not yeah. just like standing outside an island with a bunny on his suspenders, just like kind of waiting. Some other movie. Like some yeah, some other that could have been avoided. Yeah. <laughs> but it was good. Take it was- notes. Um, other movie directors. Yeah, <laughs> this was good. This is a way you take out. You take a guy fighting. Yeah, and he went. I mean, he took like probably six or seven of these guys down before he got shanked right in the chest, and then he still got up and did more. Exactly. You got You got to keep that fight going. And the crazy thing is, he knew he was going to die because Paul told him it was foretold. We, yeah, when we first meet um, Duncan Idaho, it's an exchange between he and Paul, and Paul tells him, "I had a dream about you." Um, and I saw you dead. So he already knew, and he still went out like a champ. Yeah. He accepted death. Uh, but anyway, uh, Lady Jessica, Paul, they escape, and they yeah. wander the desert for a while. Yep. Uh, and they um, they end up finding the Fremen. They find uh, Javier Bardem. And well, they people. find them because they they weren't walking correctly across the desert. Oh, they weren't, they, yeah, they weren't doing their crab walks. Yeah, you got to do this crab Fremen walk where you got to kind of dance to left and right and go straight and backward and stuff. Yeah, so the so the sandworms think that you're uh, part of the wind. Yeah, so because they weren't doing that, they attracted the sandworm. Mm-hmm. And it was the Fremen. They have this thing called a thumper that literally just goes yeah, out it, of rhythm. It, it, it's supposed to be like a heartbeat. Oh, right. Yeah, that makes it, sense. And uh, it, allures, makes sense. it allures the sandworms away. Yeah, from where they were, uh, but then they uh, Javier Bardem's like, oh, we could just kill the girl and like train the boy to be like one of us. But yeah. then like Lady Jessica kicks his ass. Yeah, she, and this one dude's like, what the hell, man? Like you're not our leader anymore. She's our leader. Yeah, he's like, she's like, I don't want to be your leader. <laughs> and then some dude and some crazy guy played by freaking uh, it was Jamis plays by Babs, and I'm not gonna butcher your last name. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, we'll but, call him Babs O. But uh, he's like, well, I gotta fight the girl. The girl's like, oh, I don't want to fight you. So, like so, Paul's like, I'll fight you. Yeah, who's your warrior? Mm-hmm. And he just steps up. I will fight you. <laughs> I'll fight you so good. Tiny, tiny Timothy Chalamet gonna fight like <laughs> yeah. this Idris Elba looking guy. Yeah, for real, man. <laughs> it's other Idris Elba. Yeah, <laughs> against freaking with, with, to- Toby Maguire. Yeah, at his and, best. Yeah, <laughs> not even Toby Maguire. More like uh, oh man, trying to think of another like wimpy, like Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I think Shia LaBeouf is too buff now, man. Oh yeah, maybe you're right. I think it would be more um, who's who played Frodo. Oh. <laughs> uh, Elijah Wood. <laughs> Elijah Wood. Yeah, it's like, it's oh, like man. but anyway, yeah. And these Fremen dudes, they you know they they they're stand tough, and yeah. they got glowing blue eyes. Yeah, because they're stoned on freaking this hallucinogen, so it doesn't affect them anymore. Yeah, and so he has to you know pull out. They have to do knifey spoony over here. Mm-hmm. He starts saying, "Is that a knife? That's a knife. No, this is a knife. No, this is a knife." So they're pretty much just trying to shake each other. And the thing is, with the Fremen, they are, they deal in absolutes, I will say, where, you know, Paul has never killed a guy or killed anyone. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to slice this guy up, and he's stopping at every moment. And the other dude, Babs, gets pissed. Yeah, he's just like, uh, he's, we, he says, yield. He's like, we do not yield. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bardem is, we do not yield. We we must die in battle. Must, yeah, yeah, this we is to the death, buddy. An honorable death. So... Yeah, so he kills him. Yeah, he slices him. He slices him this way and that way, and then shanks him right in the back. Mm. You know, I wish this movie was rated R, though. I think. It, I think whenever it I see like gone further, whenever I see PG thirteen action, I'm always like, eh, you could have went a little further with that. Yeah, 
Could, key. Could, could have had a little arterial splatter. Yeah, I mean, the blade they were using, I think, was like a sandworm blade or something. Something yeah. crazy strong. It's like, oh, man. Uh, like, and I think, did Paul become the leader after that? Because yeah. Jessica kicked his ass, kicked uh, Javier Bardem's ass, and then the other guy kicked Yeah, him. no, he's he's the leader. And they all fought. Like, as after he kills this guy, the, everybody, all the Fremen that are here, all these cool warriors, like, tap him on the shoulder as Timothy Chalamet is just walking, head bowed, all frowny face, going... I just killed a man. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, <laughs> like, oh, poor Elijah Wood. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm the coolest guy ever now. Yeah. Oh, man, this sucks. And then he meets <laughs> Zendaya's uh, Chiani for the first time. Yeah, which I thought she would, be, based on the trailer, I figured she would be in this movie a lot more than she actually was. Mm, she will be in the entire second Oh, half. for sure. Absolutely. But yeah. she's in it for like five minutes in this one. Yeah. So, so uh, not joking her. either. Yeah, she was in Visions. She narrated like the very like beginning. Yeah. And this is the first time we actually see her in the flesh. Yeah, they should have dubbed her voice. She doesn't have a very good narration voice. Mm-mm. It was I was I was put off by that for a little bit. I was like, oh, what? That's weird. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I need more Zendaya in my life. Yeah, she's been in all the Spider-Man movies so far. Yeah, you know, though, even like they first showed her in the first, I first noticed her in the first Spider-Man um, Homecoming. And I remember yeah. thinking, like, oh, they got, like, someone who's, like, nerdy. I didn't even know who she was. I that, didn't know who she was no, either. I think, I, I may be mistaken, but I, I saw her first, I think, in The Greatest Showman. That was after. Oh, so I was after. Okay. Yeah. So I, I was mistaken. Yeah. I still have no idea what she does beyond this. She goes by one name. Who is she? Seal? Yeah. Or Madonna. <laughs> God, I know, man. Or Claw. Freaking McLovin <laughs> over here. Oh, ye, yay. <laughs> yeah, yay. Yay. <laughs> God, man. I don't know. Well, oh. whatever. She, she, she can have her, her, her one. Yeah, name. when I when I hate on you, Zendaya, we're just having a we're having a good time. <laughs> yeah. She makes more money than us. So, yeah, so. <laughs> that's that's the great leveler. There we go. Cash. <laughs> C-O-B, cash on the barrel. <laughs> you found the ching. Yeah. Anyway, so then they see the future, which is the Sandworm Riders. Yeah, that's going to be something. The cover of the 1984 Dune was uh, Paul in the Sandworm riding suit. Dude, that's so freaking cool. Like, I saw that, and I was like, oh, oh, (laughs) I want to see this now. Yeah, they actually just greenlit Dune Part 2. They did. Yeah. I saw that. And uh, I'm annoyed at when it comes out. Yeah, 2023. It should have been out like next year yeah. because of the apocalypse pushed this whole thing a year. So ridiculous. <laughs> I bet like Timothy Chalamet looks like you know, Johnny Depp right now. <laughs> he probably does. <laughs> I know because everything we're seeing is like him in post. So he probably does look, <laughs> for all we know, he's already acting in the next reboot of Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, yeah, she's okay. Yeah, she she makes more money than us. So, you know. You know, it's all, it's all good. Well, anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much the the half of the first book, and they're yeah. I, th- I hear they're trying to make a whole universe out of it. You know, the stories about the guilds and the, yeah, you know, which, the Bene Gesserit. I witches. think it would benefit more if they turned that part into a into like a TV show. They are. It's gonna be. Uh, oh, it's gonna be on uh, W Warner Brother or HBO Max. Oh, it's gonna be on HBO Max. HBO Max. Whoa, to the max. Oh, nice. I but anyway, my house. we can probably get into letter grades unless you have any other burning questions or um i just want to say the cinematography the musical scores my goodness oh yeah this, thing was a, this was a feast for the eyeballs and earballs and i was th- although i was watching it, it reminded me of avatar in the desert <laughs> it did that's why I, I think i liked it so much i was like hey james cameron are you uh you on set as a 
as a consultant. <laughs> well, this was before. Like, all, no, I know. All the desert saying, stuff was I'm, Tatooine. Like, all, yeah, I all know. Stuff. He, apparently, he believe even, me, there's so many parallels here, man. He even bothered. Uh, I think Lucas even took a lot of the. Uh, what do you call it? Like the the descriptions? Yeah. Well, Lucas said he wanted to make a space opera when he was describing Star Wars to people. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not this. Yeah. But so, anyway, I digress. Uh, so survivors, I believe, uh, uh, Gurney, uh, who's Josh Brolin, survived. So yes. He yep. will be back. I'll be back. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it looks like uh, Paul's gaining uh, superpowers, uh-huh. especially now that he's getting in the in, into the spice. It's gonna be freaking sweet. He's becoming the one more, the one. more and more as time <laughs> goes on. And you know, we haven't fought Dave Bautista yet. Oh, that's gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. The backbreaker. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Are you right. You ready uh, for some letter grades? Then sure. You want to start? Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna give this one a B. In what felt like a movie, nay, a film stretched to the brink of being too long. I found myself wanting more as the story progressed. This was a tantalizing operatic score of a film that left me wanting more. A budding cinematic masterpiece. I can't wait for the next chapter. I have been uh, left wanting, and that is why I cannot give it an A, because I still want. All right. Well, I gave it an A-. I say, finally, a good adaptation of Dune. The movie looks great. It's been cast perfectly, and it was directed perfectly. I just wish there was a better way to bookend parts one and two. I got to agree there because it felt a little too much like, oh, you may like this, but don't worry. There's more after like once you once you go home, do your homework. Yeah. Come back because to me. um, Oh, for sure. Like there's so many things you have to know about this escape. Like come back when you've done your homework in two years. (laughs) We'll be ready. And uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of other movies that that broke this way. Like the you remember like the first Matrix? It was like perfectly bookended. Oh, yeah. It was great. It could have ended on the yes, first one. Exactly. Absolutely. I feel like they should have figured out a way to write this as it ending with the yeah. first one. But like, I think they, they could have done it, but well, I think they. I, I think the studio just had so much money invested in this already. Yeah. They're like, you know what? We're not going to do that because we are for sure, no matter what, this is one of those movies where they were just like, <laughs> we like, don't care if it sucks. It's like in between. Because remember the Matrix reloaded, how it ended with like, it ended with that dude on the gurney who was like Mr. Smith in Oh yeah in dude. the real world they're like yes. oh my god you won't believe and the thing is what you had to have played the video game to know who that what happened. I actually read up on that to find that out. Yeah, they so they didn't do that. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God, yeah. I hate when movies were I remember into when video that, games. That was why was that a thing? They okay, so just to <laughs> So so you would have had to have seen the first Matrix, of course. Of course. Then you would have had to have seen um, the Animatrix. Yeah. Yep. And then you would have had to have like played the video game or started to play the video yeah. game. And then uh, the the video game and the movie run parallel to each other. So I guess you watch the movie, then you play the video game. Then you find out what happened to Niobe yeah. and uh, their crew. And that's where they will get. They, they even cut to like some captain we've never seen before. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh my god!" Like the guy who killed everybody, and, and then like the thing explodes. Like, what is he talking about, dude? Everybody was like, "What, what? is he talking about?" He's like, yeah. "Well, then we found him when it was all over. It was just one man." And you see like Neo on a gurney. Yeah, and they pan and they show this other dude. I'm like, and I remember like the, it goes to be concluded. Yeah, you're like, like, who the hell was that guy? Yeah, you're so confused. No, so confused. We, at least we weren't confused at I'm the annoyed. end of this movie. No, it, we, we were, were. We were satiated. Our hand was held, and we were told, "Hey, just wait." The but bounty, I would have. I would have. Comes. I would have liked the bookend just a little neater, though. Yeah, I would have too. 
But anyway, I think that is our hot take on that Dune. Is. He who can, I want, I want a uh, uh, an apron that says "He who controls the spice controls the universe." <laughs> That's actually a good one, man. I uh, I was in a uh, uh, trademarked. Yeah, by by Warner Brothers <laughs> <laughs> lawsuit, <laughs> cease and deceased. Um, oh man! Yeah, I I, I was in a uh, last year. I was at like a hoity-toity party for like my yeah. job, and uh, it was funny. Like uh, we, we were eating like a creme brulee. So no, it was flamingon creme brulee. Uh, and and I'm like, mm, he who controls the spice controls the universe. And I hear some dude at the end of the table like, oh, Dune reference. <laughs> dude, at least you got that. Usually I get crickets, man. Yeah, it's just like, um, yeah, too many of those, man. Well, anyway, that has been our hot take on Dune for Clubhouse Movies podcast. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and hit that notification bell because you will be alerted when we drop things. Leave comments, uh, do your thing, and uh, we hope you enjoy us. We will catch you next time. I'm your host, Mark Rubalcaba from Mr. Aopaneta. Over and out. <laughs>